This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast hosted by yours truly, Tyler Barth, all the way from Blue Studios out in Westlake Village, California, where we invite our favorite artists to come out and co-host the show. Stay tuned, and we'll be right back with today's special guests. This is the Blue Microphone's official podcast, heading from the House of Rock in Santa Monica, California. I'm your host, Tyler Barth, with my co-host, The Dead Ships. Hello, everyone. Hello. What do you guys say? Friday afternoon, sun shining. Oh, it's beautiful. Eventful day. Couple beers, couple good songs. New friends. Love it. A Massive. lot of beers. <laughs> a lot of great new friends. And pure magic downstairs. Mm. You guys chose the great room to record. Yeah, it was yeah. pretty much one of the best things we've ever done and the coolest place we were recorded in. Yeah. Wayne so, Manor. So tell me yeah, so tell me how the session went because essentially, you know, we've been recording drums with a drummer in that room with this big sound, but you know, when we record guitars, the guitarist is typically next to the drummer, and mm-hmm. we, of course, hide the uh, the amp. But tell us the setup. So the setup is, you know, the gigantic room that I have my drums in and uh, amazing balcony that Devlin is overlooking through, like, eight chandeliers. I felt so powerful. <laughs> <laughs> up there singing to me as I'm looking up at him. Uh but yeah, I mean, it's the the room itself was so huge, and the drums just sounded so big that you know it's hard to get that sound ever. You know, you can make it in a computer probably, but the way it bounces off the walls and it it just sounded so clean and big. It was great. Man, I just felt like a Vita up there, <laughs> just like greeting <laughs> greeting my people down below. Yeah. yeah, no, that was uh, that was really cool. Um, but yeah, the drum sounded huge, and just like immediately as soon as you started playing, that was really cool. And you guys, what what I as a listener, I was actually outside, and and you guys were were wailing on the drums and hearing vocals. I was hearing everything. It was awesome. I feel bad for the neighbors. Nice. Um, <laughs> no, I don't feel bad for them. But if they were trying to get any work done, they, they were obviously you know looking towards 2009 La Mesa Drive. <laughs> right. Um, so now I know that you guys have a nice long history, and you also recorded this amazing album that I have in front of me. But we'll get to that. Right. Let's go back to like where you guys are from, how the band came together, how this two piece will ultimately become a three piece. Right. Um, but I really want to focus on the album, and uh, the album's Electric Ahab. So let's not talk about the album yet. Let's let's go back, talk about the history, and then we'll get to the album. Okay, uh, well, my name's Chris, and I play drums, and I grew up in Alabama in the South, so I grew up on, like, Skinner and Kiss and a bunch of rock like that, a lot of Muscle Shoals, like, blues, so my dad always had those albums that I listened to. Uh, I had never played a drum set before this band, Uh, so, you know, I moved around a bunch and finally got to L.A., actually met Devlin, where we work at now. And that was about two years ago. And some a friend of mine who was scoring a movie gave me a free like Yamaha drum kit. And I just had it there for like a month. And I met Devlin at work. And he was like, you know, I write songs. We should play together sometimes, you know. And since we both work in like television, the hours are so crazy that we'd play at like midnight, one in the morning, whatever. So we just sat up in my living room and started playing. And literally he would just send me a song that he played on gu- acoustic guitar. And I'd play along to it. And it kind of spiraled out of control of just like all these songs just started pumping out and I was amazed like I'd never written a, you know played a song before so you know it was just everything is totally brand new which I think is the most exciting part for the band so do you come from a musical family no not at all 
No, 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 my parents don't play instruments or anything like. And the first time you picked up drumsticks? Uh, the, I did in middle school play like the snare drum in the orchestra, so it was like you know maybe I had the fundamentals, but since you know the pictures fifth grade, the pictures are amazing. <laughs> yeah, I do have a picture of myself holding up like a yeah. drum in my little tux. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so ever since like fifth or sixth grade, I had never touched a drum or ever played a drum set. So right on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Now you can't Devlin. hit them hard enough. Yeah. Now I want to kill them. Yeah. Now you're not from Alabama. No, no, I wish. Don't we all wish? <laughs> it's a pretty magical place. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's like Oz. <laughs> yeah. Um, I am from Chicago, and uh, I don't know. I've been out in L.A. for like six years, and um, met Chris three years ago I think it was like three years ago too it's getting close like a little yeah, over two, two two and a half um yeah and uh, as he said we met at work I came out for uh, film school um they had a, a cool semester in LA program and I I thought I was gonna be Quentin Tarantino and that was that was cool for a little bit and then started working in reality TV Yay. Um, I'm sorry, I have to stop you. I know our listeners are interested. Which reality TV show and was it scripted? Or Uh, did they say it wasn't scripted, but it was really scripted? uh, The biggest show our company did was Jersey Shore. Wow. And I wouldn't say scripted, but... No, it's not scripted. There there might have been some help here and there just to make it, you know, it's... It's reality TV, you know, air quotes. Did you roofie the no. characters? <laughs> Personally, they, no. I think they roofie themselves. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah I, I don't know how much we're allowed to talk about, but uh, yeah, no. Back to the music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need anybody calling. I know, right? Like, yeah, so I thought this was a music podcast. <laughs> right. It was Jersey Shore stuff. <laughs> no, that's cool. So that must have been an, an it, interesting it's, experience. It's not cool. Um, uh, no, it was yeah, great. It was we actually put our song, You Were Young. They put uh, the song in one of the episodes. Really? Yeah, it was yeah. great. It was uh, during a hat shopping montage mm-hmm. when Snooki and JWell and all the women were shopping. They were playing our song. So our name was on MTV. You know, when you grow yeah. up as a kid, you're like, I want to be on MTV. But now MTV is kind of like, you don't want to be on it, but we're still on it, so it still counts. The advantages of working on a production. <laughs> exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. You guys yeah. know where we can get a free song? Yeah, right, <laughs> exactly, yeah. You know, well, I'm not saying it was free. I'm just saying that they were probably <laughs> short on the budget. You want six million people to hear <laughs> your song? Exactly. Yes, please. Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm glad that you talked about uh, You Were Young, because you actually graced the House of Rock with You Were Young today. Correct. We did grace the House of Rock. Where was You Were Young originally written? Um, It was written over, I don't know, like, like, who knows how long these songs are in your head for. Like, uh, I don't know, the melody was written I think when like I was going through a breakup and then moved from over here on the west side in LA to the east side and then was just sad hermit living in uh, my studio apartment uh, finishing all these songs that were crawling around Okay, so what I just realized was we got sidetracked on Jersey Shore. And <laughs> yeah. How did you guys? So did you guys meet for the first time on that production? Uh, at work, yeah. At work, at work. yeah, yeah. yeah mm-hmm. So work is post production. Yeah, post production. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So by the way, I do remember you saying that I was just a bad listener. <laughs> I was distracted by all the things happening in this <laughs> yeah. room right now. Well, it's a beautiful room. It's it a beautiful room. 
And I actually have, I told you I've done 40 podcasts probably from the House of Rock, mm-hmm. and I've never sat in this. Right. So actually, as I'm looking over at Chris, his, his ears glowing <laughs> because what's happening is the sun's coming through. And I'm seeing like you're almost like no seriously you're, you're like, like a beautiful God, angel. God yeah. <laughs> yeah, this angel is shining down. He, on he always looks like that. It's I true. This is the sun. This big panoramic of the studio, and I'm usually <laughs> locked in the studio in there. So it's this is good. Wide open yeah. spaces, man. Wide yeah. open spaces. Look at us. Um, okay, so I, I think we should play. You were young. From yeah, the House of Rock. I think that's a great. Does idea. that sound good? Sure. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right, so recorded earlier from the House of Rock, we've got the Dead Ships performing. You were young. Here you have it. Young when you laid your head in the grass where you now still reside, I caught your leg on a beating path. Now you try for the rest of your life.
So earlier today we had our friend Pat McGuire from Filter Magazine, mm-hmm. the editor in chief. Great guy. And he said, you know, I'm thinking about taking a photo for Instagram. Can I photograph the band? I said, of course you can. I'm sure they're not going to turn that down. Yes, please so photograph us. I reconstructed a non-live session. <laughs> yeah. And I made no. I mean, this is the truth. So I made Devlin go down to the ground floor. So that he was next to Chris. That's what we're calling it. (laughs) And so just so you know, anybody that saw the Instagram photo and saw the guitar next to the drums, that was superimposed. Oh, yeah. Um, Because that was not the case with the session. It was not. For the record. Yeah. Yeah. Go to our Instagram and you'll see how the session really wrote down. We got pictures of it. They made me wear glasses, too. It was really weird. (laughs) I don't don't know what they were thinking. That is a weird filter they got over there at Filter Magazine. Oh, God, I love it. Um, Well, I think it's a great time to plug the, uh, the Facebook I think it's always a great time to plug Everyone, please like yeah. us on Facebook. <laughs> so if you haven't already gone to the Dead Ships on Facebook, it's facebook.com backslash the dead ships. Yeah, correct. A great time to talk about where does one come up with the name the dead ships? Well, yeah, it's uh, we spent months. The hardest thing about this band at all was like coming up with a name. Yeah, the, the songs, songs were just songs like were easy. We were puking out songs left and right, and we're like, "This is so Still great!" Are, just I'm gonna use that now. <laughs> so we were having such a great day. We were puking out songs left and right. Left and right, man. No idea the song. who we were. It was so cool. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we have amazing email threads back and forth about oh this, 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 mm-hmm. and they're all just really, really bad. Um, and I spent like six years in the Coast Guard, and I just remember like saying "dead ship." Like, you know, when all you, the ship loses all power, you know, and it's all, like, raw or whatever, and it's like, dead ship, dead ship, and, all, like, all this, and, you know, I was, I needed to be in a band that had the in the beginning, so it's just, like, the dead ship. Yeah, you demanded the... Yeah, oh, yeah, I had to be. I have to stop you, Chris. <laughs> did you say you spent six years in the Coast Guard? I did, yeah. That's how I got out of Alabama. That's how you got out of Alabama? <laughs> yeah. And how many dead ships did you have? Like, for all of us who are listening, I'm, I'm wondering, dead ship. What the hell does that mean? Like, yeah, yeah. How, how like often how many, do you yeah. come across? Oh, how many so times many are you using there. dead ship every day? Oh, it's so much. They're out there. They're everywhere. But yeah. No, I mean, how frequently? Yeah. Well, it's like when you run drills or wherever, they cut off all the power and they say dead ship. You know, oh. It's yeah. a dead ship. Like, there's no power. So... This can be an informative podcast. It's true. For me and now as I know well. what a dead ship is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. You had no uh, idea. Yeah, right the gas, you know, it's yeah, just yeah. a dead ship. You're just floating there, you know? So, so you're like, I That's need That's kind of like us. We're just t- the dead ships t- floating <laughs> out in the music world, <laughs> waiting for someone to yeah, tell a line to us and pull us in. Absolutely no power. <laughs> no power yeah, whatsoever. No power, no say. <laughs> That's us. This is the best way we've ever described our name. I think so. By the way, this is... Just like the, I never knew studio. what it meant. I never knew what it meant. Before, <laughs> we talked about so, it like yeah, ten yeah. times, but yeah. I managed a band called Surf Act. You know what Surf Act is? No. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, you how you guys used to make songs and exchange information about songs um, through email and coming up with the actual name for your band. It reminds me of having a group that we've actually played you music from Savorador today. Right. Yeah. Um, they used to have a name on uh, MySpace, where they would communicate with each other to share songs. They would okay. upload to yeah. Savoir Adore. Right. 
And they ended up sticking with Savoirador. <laughs> no way. And it used no to way. just be the name that they would listen to each other's music when they had song ideas. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it's amazing what these these websites and platforms and ways of exchanging information have yeah. become part of the songwriting process. Of course. Um, okay, so we're going to touch on Canyon. Yeah. Canyon is a track that you recorded today at the House of Rock, and it's off the demo EP. Yeah. So let's and discuss what the demo EP is. Let's discuss where we can find the track before we dig in. Um, well, we did uh, when we first got together. We were really excited to record something, and we had a a buddy who worked at Bedrock who would gave us like a Saturday to record a few songs, and we recorded. You were young, and um, was it Canyon? Oh, Loveless Come Lately, come which is lately. also on Electric Ahab, and then two other songs. One was Ten Percent that no one's really ever heard, and another one was Canyon. Uh, and Canyon quickly became like a favorite of ours to play and then mm. it became a favorite of people's and they couldn't really find it anywhere because we kind of like take the demo EP down just because it's like two years old yeah and, and, like, and pretty pretty rough it's really rough. really rough yeah. like it's um, it shouldn't be listened to for fun you know it's like <laughs> it shouldn't do that recreationally yeah. so we took it down and we reworked it a little bit and I think we're going to put it on the next album like officially yeah. to like have it how it's supposed to be. Do it right. Yeah. yeah. So for our listeners on the podcast right now, we're going to play Canyon, but I will say this. I listened to it live today that you guys played, and it was brilliant. So all that hard work Thank and the you. demo and listening to maybe the things you weren't happy with right. and took it down, you can now hear it on the Blue Microphones podcast for the first time in its recorded format. And it's clearly a breaking news song because you guys are putting it on the next album. <laughs> and this will yeah. be the only place you can hear it is on this Blue Microphones podcast. Without further ado, from the House of Rock, we've got the Dead Ships performing Canyon. Take 
I used to live in the valley, and I would work in L.A., probably, like, I don't know, Beverly Hills-ish area. And the girlfriend that I was uh, living with at the time also lived in the valley and worked over here. And uh, so, like, every time that we would drive back home together... I was like, well, we can take the freeway or we can take the canyon. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's basically where the idea for the song came from and the different things that we would get into when we would take the canyon. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, here we go. <laughs> so what I'm holding in my hand right now is electric Ahab, right. which uh, can be a hob as well. And this is available <laughs> on iTunes. It's yep. a nine-song album that you guys recorded over two days into, uh, into tape. Uh, I think we did all the instrumental stuff in two days, and then maybe vocals, vocals on the and third mixing day. on the third day. Yeah. So for a lot of groups and fans who are out there and don't understand the old school way of recording, um, tape was the format. It was an analog uh, format that people recorded in, musicians <laughs> recorded on. Oh yeah. Um, even though today you record on a digital console, <laughs> of compliments of SSL. <laughs> um, we uh, tell us a little bit about that process and what that is like versus your session today at House of Rock. Uh, I mean, you can't just like point and click edit things, which is I don't know, a, a, like the biggest difference. And it it feels like you're spending money every time you hit record. So. You There's a lot really, more pressure. Yeah, you feel like it. you have to get everything right and then live with any kind of little mistakes that are there and just let it sort of breathe on its own. Um, but the coolest part of the whole process, I thought, was the like live mixing back to tape where like uh, Donnie, who was like engineering for us um, and mixing for us too, was like. Okay, so I want to drop everything out at this part except the guitar. So if we're going to do that, I need all of your hands to slide these down <laughs> at the same time. So we're all counting and down then, together. Yeah, and just like... 
<laughs> we do and like it it was it was intense it was very but it, it was so cool to like see and then like oh do we want to double track vocals there Boop. and you got to like slide the double track vocal back up and if you do it at the wrong time it just sounds funky and like i don't know it, that was awesome to see yeah it was really fun and i don't know it like felt like watching people like edit film in like the 40s where yeah, I don't know. There's just like a bunch of tape up on the wall, and you're yeah, just like cutting, actually cutting and pasting. It was yeah, it was really cool. Would you do it again? Uh, I would I, do it again, but I mean, it's we spent a year and a half working on this song, so we had them nailed pretty good. I wouldn't do it if we we're like, let's work out this song, you know, let's go in and do it to tape. I wouldn't do that. I don't but know. If we I, had them nailed. I think I would. Yeah, I'd definitely do it. It was so much, like, for the mixing alone to just (laughs) see someone mix it again. I don't know. It was, it was cool. I had, I liked the whole process. Right. I don't know. I think it, I think it sounds, it sounds more real. Well, (laughs) I, having just re-listened to a couple songs on the album with you guys moments ago, um, it it was very refreshing to hear and and you can tell that it was done as a live take. Yeah. And that's, that's refreshing. Yeah, you know, I feel yeah. like nowadays you're laying down so many things at different points and recording right. different instruments at different houses and then doing overdubs. I mean, it's it's a very, very, very you know difficult process if you make it difficult. Whereas you guys had done the pre-production, right? And Everything you was knew that out. you could you could rock it. It's pretty much yeah. a live album, yeah. Yeah. and uh, it's pretty awesome. No. So, so I want to highlight a maze first because that is just a perfect example of you guys just crushing it. Yeah, uh, great guitars, nice. great drums some noise, and a lot of magic. Right, yeah. So should we highlight a miss? I think we should play a miss. That sounds great. All right, from the album entitled Electric Ahab, we have the Dead Ships and the track A Maze. Here you have it.
For all of our listeners, if you have not gone to Facebook and liked the dead ships... Shame on you. Shame on you. It's time to go there now. <laughs> Beautiful. You're doing it now. Um, we are back. We've heard Amaze. I love that track. Thanks. I want to marry that track. And it actually, having heard that track again... I don't know why I just said Mary. I don't know. I'm that track's married, but it right cheats. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it might not even be legal yeah. California yet. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So <laughs> it's just I don't know what just happened. <laughs> Friday afternoon at the House of Rock. We're just talking nonsense now. Um, but I do love the connotation of it, and I do love the energy in that, and it was captured well. Well done, Donnie. Yes. Ah, thank well you, done, Donnie. Yeah. Thank you, Donnie. Um, Donnie's last name. New in house. Mm-hmm. Wow. In San Francisco. Yeah. Center of the mile. Yeah, he's been in a bunch of good bands and he yeah. knows his stuff. Where was that? What was the name of the studio that you guys recorded it? Uh, it was called Center of the Miles in the Mission District in San Francisco. It was pretty much a basement studio under a house that, unfortunately, the house had caught fire this year, and it, so that studio is gone now. Rest in peace, Center this of the Mile. So this sounds... album can never happen again. Nothing <laughs> ever like this can happen. <laughs> you can never get that sound again. Yeah. It's over. It's like a, we it's captured it, and that's it. That's awesome. <laughs> For us. It is. I mean, it's awful. Yeah. But it's it's sort of like an awful, awesome amaze. Yeah. All, all three A's. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Stop the cheesiness. Let's let's go on to the next track. The we track is called Bones Cracked. Yes. Um, I'm sort of wondering, like, I did hear it, and we're right. about to play it. Yeah. But what is Bones Cracked about? Um, it's basically about how if you're in a relationship and you guys keep pressing against each other, you sort of bend each other in a way that keeps you in a loop. I don't know. Um, like I, I was walking around with one shoe one night and was sort of thinking about how if I kept going down this street, I, I would eventually like, come around in a circle and I, I think that's kind of how it it started and yeah then then it all it all sort of came around to you know like the the curve of someone with a curved spine and the the fear of leaving um yeah it it keeps you circling back right yeah like you know when the dog is ready to sit down like the bigger dog about probably 50 or 60 pounds or or more and they circle around <laughs> exactly. consistently looking for a place to sit <laughs> yeah yeah the perfect spot the perfect spot the perfect spot that's right you gotta warm it up exactly. you gotta do the circle <laughs> and sometimes the circle can be a negative and sometimes the circle can be a positive you wrote the song though, so i'm not going to take that away from you oh thanks um so from the album title it's not the title track but it is the second track on the album correct and uh it's called bones cracked it's off electric ahab here you have it from the dead ships
you know, doing this podcast so often and with so many amazing groups, I hate having like this traditional format of, mm. you know, I guess for our listeners who would listen regularly, they, they do have an expectation that we're going to do the two live tracks and then we're going to highlight two tracks from the album and then we're going to talk show and tell. So we, we do have a general format, but I find that there are so many interesting groups to sit across from and ask stories that... I'm going to just keep asking some stories. That's cool. Yeah. I, I do want to know, you know, as you guys have obviously exchanged writing ideas via email, where are you most creative as a duo? And what type of, you know, writing style would you say you have from that? When the two of you get together and you're like, we're going to write a song tonight or today or early this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, I think usually when when that happens, when we like do really write a song together, it's uh, it's in the practice space uh, that we have, which is which is where a bathroom. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know why I was Not compelled really, to say. It. <laughs> no, it's uh, yeah. No, Size it's, of yeah. It's just a tiny little shack in at Water Village and. Um, yeah, I mean, those usually end up being the most, like, uh, I don't know, garagey, loud, just rockier songs that we come up with. But what's the setup? I mean, are you full kit or are you just cajon or, you know? Yeah, there's, full kit. Yeah, yeah full kit. there's only one speed. Yeah. Full. I'm using that yeah. quote. There's only one speed. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We don't, that's, that's, we don't understand. Down right yeah, no, yeah. no, there's... There's yeah, not. I mean, yeah, like there's, you know, plenty of time where like I'm in my apartment or, you know, by myself with like an acoustic guitar or, um, you know, and writing songs that way. Um, but yeah, whenever we get together, it's it's just weird if it's not full volume. And yeah. Okay. That makes sense. We got to do it. When you're on the road and you're performing live. What is your favorite song to play? Where do you feel like you get the most energy and the best feeling? And you can have different songs because obviously you play different instruments. Right. Mm. Uh, for me personally, it's playing Amaze. It's the most energetic song that we have. It's the most. It gives us the most room to do different things live. Like we'll do different stuff live than what's on the album, so it keeps it kind of fresh. And I like that. I mean, people always love when we play You Were Young, so that's the crowd's energy coming from that is always good. Yeah, You Were Young's fun because, like, I don't know. I mean, Chris is back there banging on his on his kit, so I don't know if he always sees, like, whenever we play that song, like, everyone gets up and starts dancing, or, like, that's when, like, people come in from the back. Um, and so, like, that's really good, but I don't know. I we've lately been playing this cover of Ophelia mm -hmm. um, by the band and uh, I don't know I, I really like our version of it and I think that's lately been the song that we've been getting like the most compliments on and um, we just released uh, we just released a recorded version of that along with uh, another Leave on Helm cover that we did. Um, Should we send people to the Facebook? We can, again? we can. We can. Yeah, well, it's yeah, on yeah, our main yeah. They're already on there, aren't they? They're listening to this. <laughs> You're not like, there yet. Why? Yeah, stop the podcast. So Facebook.com/backslash/the dead ships. You um, can find the Leave on Helm uh, 
version that yeah. you guys recorded? Yeah, and it's yeah, actually yeah, yeah. the first two songs we did with a bass player, too. So this oh, is yeah. the initial, like, bass mm-hmm. player push. Mm-hmm. Okay, that so makes sense. everyone can, you know, verses two, verses three, see what they think. Okay. But, yeah, we dig it. Yeah, like that it. works for me. Um, when you guys play your show and your fans come up to you after the show and they say, what kind of drink can I buy you? What is typically your response? Well, Do you have a go-to drink? <laughs> at the beginning, it was a shot of whiskey, for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, Specific whiskey? Uh, no. Really. No, no. It didn't really yeah. matter. Yeah. Yeah. Just whatever. Okay. We appreciate okay. the so, drink. Yeah. So you guys, so you guys yeah. are alcoholics. So that's good. Pretty much. Yeah. 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 And then, you know, you know, uh, after a couple of years of touring, you know, after taking whiskey shots every mm-hmm. night with a bunch of people, you yeah. have to be like, I'll take a, you know, playing like a Sapporo or, you know, I'll take <laughs> something <laughs> like, maybe yeah. just give me like a, a nice beer. Uh, white, I gotta stop right now. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, in like the, a white wine if in, you have it. In a million years, I could have never predicted. I'll have a Sapporo. Have <laughs> <laughs> you been perfect. playing Japanese restaurants? What the hell is happening here? Tall boys at the Echoplex. Sapporos. <laughs> they kill it. Oh, that's too good. I mean, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go to your next show, and I'm probably going to have to sneak a Sapporo in. I don't even, other than the Echoplex, I don't want to get a Echo Sapporo. Echo Plex. That's, that's, that's like, the only places we play. That's like our Fago. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we just shoot out Sapporo cans into the audience. Fans, if you want to really, really support the dead ships and show them a great time, show up, smuggle in a can. Okay. Dress up in clown makeup. Dress up in clown makeup. <laughs> yeah. Show up with a support at their next show. Give yeah. it to them before the show, and they will love you forever. If yeah. we don't get money from Sapporo for this, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> if we don't get yen from Sapporo <laughs> yeah. for this, I'm going to be so mad. You guys, just write a song about it. <laughs> exactly. Here we it's it's going to be called, If We Don't Get Yen for this goddamn Sapporo <laughs> ad we did on the Blue Microphones podcast. I'm also on a Friday afternoon. Yeah. Get out of town. <laughs> All right, so let's get on to the next question. Yeah. This is this is 100 Questions by mm-hmm. Tyler Barth. Okay, so favorite venue. You can't pick Echo or Echoplex because mm-hmm. you just okay. threw those out there. Okay. And we've already plugged Sapporo 11 times. <laughs> yeah. So the Sapporo favorite Arena. venue outside of the Echo and Echoplex to play. And if you've only played it once, you can just talk about that show. Uh, I would say the Troubadour. That Agreed. was... That was pretty. You can't take mine. You have to choose something else. Um, I guess I should spread the love. Yeah. Uh, no, that was that was pretty amazing to play. I mean, you know, like that's actually like a really historic venue, and like everyone who I've ever loved has played there. Like it's, yeah, it's amazing. The sounds great. The the room is like the perfect size, and yeah, it was uh, it was a magical evening. That it was. It was really good. Sounds good. Chris? Uh, does it have to be in L.A.? No. Uh, no I really... Guys, I mean, get me an Alabama, big, Chicago. Big, big. Big, big, yeah. big like the Troubadour. Like the Troubadour. Uh, like Saint-Tropez or, you know. I think uh, Bottom of the Hill Bottom of the Hill in San Francisco was pretty amazing. That was one of our first shows we ever played, and we got booked there. And it was a, a pretty special night. It's similar to the Echo in a lot of ways. Same, like, build, same sound kind of thing. So it was nice. It was like a you know a venue that we were used to, kind of seeing shows. The home away from home. Yeah. The home away from home. That was a really good venue. That's always a good spot. Yeah. 
I've been to both venues multiple times, and uh, I do agree. I yeah. think that they do have a similar crowd, a similar sound, similar feel. Onward to the third part of the podcast. I've asked you guys pick any track in the world, and you know maybe have an associated story for that track, so that we can give your fans or new fans or listeners of the podcast who are still listening uh, a taste of some music that you guys have. So, Devlin, mm-hmm. what's your track? Uh, I picked Kurt Vile, Baby's Arms, um, because he just played at the Echoplex. Uh, <laughs> Love I, did, you buy him? Yeah, did you buy a for him after the um, show? No, and I, I, I really wanted to go. I've, I've been wanting to see him live, and I'm, I mean, I, I like his new album a lot, but um, I, yeah. Just dig that track, and that was the first song that came to mind when you said it. Devlin, thank you. The track is Baby's Arms by Kurt Vile. Here you have it. Troubadour maybe last year. Last, Great venue. Last August. Yeah, it's all circular here. <laughs> Have you seen... <laughs> I know that we're getting into two gallants. Is it two gallants? Two gallants, yeah. Two gallants. Did you see them at bottom of the hill? No. No Sapporo? Did not. Wow. Okay, I was going to say, this is full circle. Right <laughs> yeah. Okay, so let, let's hear the track, Chris. Uh, okay, so yeah, I picked the band Two Gallants. The track is Despite What You've Been Told. Uh... I've been a fan of them for a while, and we found out we had mutual friends, finally met them, hung out with them, and then we became a band. Uh, they asked us to go on a leg of their tour last year. So we got to play like six shows with them in the Midwest. We played with them and this another LA band called Papa. And it was probably one of the best things we've ever done on tour. Like it was just huge venues, like tons of people. Everyone's very attentive. What was your favorite <laughs> venue on that? six show tour um i really liked gabe's in iowa city it was like a really down-to-earth venue kind of dirty you know loud little space i know it's packed and then the varsity theater yeah the varsity theater and which is like an l ray kind of size venue yeah like really big it looks like they built it for prince 
Uh, <laughs> like they, what does that mean? Well, like, you know, just like purple satin and velvet everywhere. And um, I don't know. It, it was it's called it the Varsity? Was Varsity Theater, okay. yeah. Um, and yeah, we I, I think we just like hit the right time. I don't know if that was like a Friday night or something, but there were, yeah, it, the crowd was, was really good. Yeah, it was good. Let's play it. Two Galant's track, despite what you've been told. Here you have it. Like me to you. You know you could be anyone. God forgive your unborn sons. I hope they don't end up like me. I drag my mind through streets of shame. Blame myself. I'm now going to give you the house pick. I do pick something contemporary because mm-hmm. I do this podcast a lot. If I told you things I was inspired by all the time, it would be a very boring part of the podcast because it would be the mm-hmm. same 10 groups. But uh, I will say uh, I had a group out here to the house rock less than a couple months ago, probably two months ago, uh, called Bombay Show Pig. They're from the Netherlands. They both went to the conservatory over there. They met there. It's a female drummer, male lead vocal or co-lead vocal with a couple different amps on stage. We presented their show at the Roxy. And uh, their album is called Vulture Provider, which nice. is an interesting title. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. great. It's a 12-song long play, LP, that uh, one of my favorite tracks is called Time Waster. And uh, we're going to play it for you. Nice. Without further ado, you've got the track Time Waster by Bombay Showpig. <laughs> Oh, please stay. 
So here we have it. We're, we're late on a Friday afternoon. Sun's still shining. Uh, smiles on our faces. <laughs> what are we going to do the rest of the weekend? Oh, man. Well, That's tomorrow we're going into East West Studio. With Candace. Um... Candace, Candace is the owner of East West. Oh, oh I, I doubt her hello. I doubt she'll be there for our session. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, we, we heard the only people who are going to be there are us and Frank Ocean. Um, so that should be fun. But uh, no, we, uh, we recorded and we're going to put out a split 7-inch on this uh, new startup label uh, called Near Mess Records. And, uh, yeah, we recorded that at East West, and he, our buddy Dale, who is running Near Mess Records um, and putting everything out, also works there, and he invited us in to go and just record demo stuff out for hopefully our new album we're going to record in July. And you have a producer for the album. We... Okay. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah, we look... Breaking news, folks. Yeah. We're allowed to talk about it until now. Um, yeah, we we believe that. Well, uh, we believe we have a producer for album, EP, whatever we're gonna put out. And so it's not confirmed, but the rumor says uh, Brendan Canning from Broken Social Scene uh, wants to produce whatever it's going to be. Uh, yeah, our our next our next. It's only album. because we still don't believe it, so we just keep saying, yeah. oh, I don't yeah. know, maybe. But everyone else is saying, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. happening. And as sort of a journalist, even though I'm not, but in this position I feel like I am, I, I enjoy giving our fans, our listeners, some new news. A scoop. So the inside yeah, scoop, the scoop, folks, you guys got that? Anyone fan of Broken Social Scene? Raising my hand right now. Exactly. Everyone should be raising their hand. Yeah, exactly. Those guys rock. Um, well, that's good. And obviously, for those who have already liked you on Facebook, they know that there will be a lot of interaction through social media with the fans by the Dead Ships. Of course. So stay tuned for the Instagram photos that they've already been posting today. Oh, and oh yeah. You know, we, we thank you guys for coming out on the podcast. No, thanks, thanks for having us. This place it's, is uh, amazing. It's a pleasure. Oh, no, and, it's uh, great. all ours. We yeah. hope you'll come back with your third member. Come back out for a recording day really soon. Yeah, we'd love to. And whatever you don't finish at East West this weekend, why not do it at the House of Rock? That'd be awesome. All right, well, thanks for coming out. Of course, thank yeah, you. Thanks, man. Guys, check out The Dead Ships. Get their latest album on iTunes entitled Electric Ahab. You guys have a great weekend and a great rest of your Friday afternoon. Thank you. Thanks, you too.